I'm close to all my kids, but they all get on my nerves. Mm-hmm. But I love them dearly. That's their job. That's their job to get on my nerves. Yeah, I mean, think about it. Every kid's got on their parents' nerves. <clears throat> At some this point, is your fight. Huh? This is your fight. <laughs> Come on, I need some packages. <laughs> Help me out. Najee might not know what packages means. You know what packages? Where are you from, by the way? Liberia. Liberia. Okay. Mm-hmm. Packages would be like backup or pretty much. Yeah. Oh, okay. That was easy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so. No, I guess Thank now that she realizes I'm Jamaican, she'll hear some random words like, oh, she'll just probably nod her head and So usually what I do, if it's a word I don't know, I'll ask you to define it. Okay, just so cool. that the audience also yeah. is following along. Oh, I mean, I could clean up. Let me get my professional voice on. Let's go. All right, y'all. Ready? Five, four. Feeling good? Mm-hmm. Welcome to the Small Talk Big Names podcast with your host, Niger, the show where I introduce you to big names, big ideas, and big lessons in the amount of time it will take you to get through Atlanta traffic. Guests will share with us their detours in life and decisions to follow roads less traveled. So if you have a moment, let's get into some small talk. Hey, and welcome to another episode of Small Talk Big Names Podcast with your host, Niger. I am so excited today to be with the owners of both Aztec Cycles and Clutch Bikes. Did I say that correctly? Yeah, it's Clutch Bikes or Clutch Bicycles, same thing. Same thing. One in the West End, one Stone Mountain. Yes. All right. I'm here with Chris and Michelle. East side, West side. There it is. I was waiting for it. I was waiting. I was waiting for that beat to drop. I'm here with Chris and Michelle, and I am beyond myself because you all have really introduced to me. Now, I was familiar with the cycling culture, but to know cycling shop owners takes it to another level, right? The technical aspects of it is no longer just being a spectator of the sport or an athlete within the sport. It's also understanding now the technical capacity that's necessary for you to be successful and to be safe. Right? Yes. And you're, you brought, when did you establish yourself in the West End? 2018, officially. 2018, officially, and then Stone Mountain, I your mean, first I, store. I, 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 can, I can say, when you say, well, 2018, um, we established ourselves in the West End in 2017, the summer of 2017. We officially opened up. Um, the doors in 2018 and the reason I say that is because if Michelle remembers she had a wonderful bright idea to ask the property owners while they were developing the property before we moved in if we could bring our big box truck and park up in front and we did that for three months in the summer I, of, I do remember yes of 18 I mean, we did a couple rides out of the back of the van. It was pretty cool. So we kind of, I think that's, I would say that's when we established ourselves in the West, in the West End was back in 17. Okay. Yeah. 2017. I would say that's pretty brilliant, right? So you used the box truck essentially to be a mobile billboard. 
Yeah, so um, there hadn't been a presence of a bicycle shop in the West End in many, many years. Mm -hmm. And um, when, you know, while we were waiting on the property developers to finish with the building, mm -hmm. we thought it would be a really good idea to start introducing the West Side to Aztec Cycles. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, we had the big box truck out there for about three months. And Chris worked out of the back of the shop. Wow. And we did rides and stuff from there. Yeah, yeah, sure did. <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> That's so gutsy. Crazy. They pull around the corner at <clears throat> the traffic light, look inside the box truck light, and I'm yeah. sitting there yeah. waving. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> well, that's what I was going to say, right? Because it's a very tight street right there. And it's it's like right at the light. It, it is. But the, the good thing about that is that building had an old fire station, old firehouse. And so mm -hmm. the driveway to the firehouse was just really just wide enough for the truck to be backed up into. Ah, OK. So okay. it was kind of perfect. Yeah, that was that was really smart. Good on you for following her. Yes. Her idea. Yes. <laughs> I did what I was told. There you go. There you go. Good answer. So before we get to, so let's, let's work our way all the way back. Okay. Where are you? Why don't we introduce ourselves and tell us where you're from? We'll start with you, Michelle. So, uh, originally Michelle, uh, Verasami, um, from London, England, been here now 30 years and was introduced to the bicycle shop industry back in 2009. So what brought you here? Um, finished school, wanted to be closer to my father's family and decided that I loved it from coming to visit mm -hmm. over the over the years in the summer and just always knew that I wanted to live here. Yeah. yeah. And where is here in the States? Um, Atlanta. Oh, your, your father's people my are here in Atlanta. My father's people, well, most of them are in New York. I went to New York first and then okay. I came down here Ah, okay. and fell in love with Atlanta. Yeah. Oh man, that's a great, that's a great story. And haven't left 30 years. Haven't. Well, I've traveled extensively sure. throughout the U S mm -hmm. but yeah, I've, I've made Atlanta my home. Nice. Well, welcome to the A 30 Thank years you. later. Yeah. 30 years later. <laughs> <laughs> and Chris, what about you? Um, I'm a transplant from Brooklyn. I got, I came to Atlanta back in January of 96. Then I left and went back to New York 10 days before the Olympics started because I was homesick. And then, um, had a reality check and came right back to Atlanta. And Atlanta's been my uh, resident address ever since October of 1996. Okay. So I've been here quite some time. Yeah. And then what brought you here initially? My sister. Okay. Is she still here? Is she still here? Okay, good. <laughs> Love you, Jan. There you go. Um, so at some point you all met. When was that? Can anyone remember the day? Oh. The weekend, the last weekend in August of 2008. What happens? My daughter and Chris's niece were best friends in elementary school. So um, I became friends with his, um, his brother and his brother's wife and just uh, met Chris one day. And it's been love ever since. Do you remember that day? I do remember that day. Tell me about it. She gave me the look. What no. did the look say to you? I don't want to be bothered look. Yeah, that really was the look. And then the next day we started talking and conversation just led on and we really kind of just became really cool from day one. And it's ever, it's been like that ever since. Yeah. Were you, were either of you cycling at the time that you all met? I wasn't. You were not? No. I, I've never not cycled. You've never not cycled. Okay. So where were you in your lives when you met? I was in corporate America, 
Um, I had been introduced to cycling back as a kid in high school because mm-hmm. that was how we had to get, that's, that's how I had to get to school. Mm-hmm. Um, and I had to go through like a proficiency cycling course mm. that was six weeks long, teaching us how to ride the streets of London um, using hand signals, traffic signals and all that type of stuff. And then uh, fell off as a teenager, of course. And then when Chris um, said, yeah, I want to open up my own bike shop. I was like, dude, how are you going to pay your bills? Because <laughs> I had no clue. I had no clue about the anything. Business of it, right? yeah, yeah, about the cycling industry. And slowly but surely, he was like, stick around. Take a look. And wait and see. Yeah. But wait, so the proficiency class, the proficiency class that's a requirement? It is um, in order to ride to school at that time, yes. Really? For all students? For all students. And it's six weeks? Yes. So it's kind of like driver's ed? Yes. Do you get like a, do you get a card? Yeah, I still have my certificate. I still have my pin. Yeah. Oh, wow. I think we need to adopt that here in the United States. Seriously, yeah. Yeah, really and truly. It's like super cool because every kid's bicycle could, most people as child, as children remember the, the, the first piece of freedom. Yeah that it was riding a bike mm-hmm. so now if you go through a course you're only going to feel better about it i did this and i accomplished that you yeah know? so yeah i think it's something that we should that we really do need to adopt here in the united states and with the way these gas prices go we might mm-hmm. have to yeah so you said something interesting you said freedom is that how you see is that how you see cycling oh absolutely absolutely what is what is it about cycling that's freeing for me the <laughs> wind in my hair the sun on my face the feeling of feeling completely free and uh, free of troubles. Just kind of letting stress. it all leave it. Exactly. Exactly. Because you have to focus so much, right? Mm-hmm. So you don't have time to spin on things that are not important because that could be the split second decision. Yes. That could change things. Yeah. Yes. What about for you? I mean, cycling has been freedom for me my entire life. I remember as a kid, the first thing I was able to do was ride up the block, then around the block. Then I was able to go to the other side of the neighborhood. And then I started venturing out. And it was just like, this is my mode of transportation. Um, So just a way of accomplishing things that you want to do to get out and be out, you know. And and just like you said, you know, it's clarity, you know. Mm I have yet to meet anybody that's proudly calls himself a cyclist that's like a really unhappy person. Mm, that's mm-hmm. true. You know, mm-hmm. yeah. I will say they might be weird, but they're like, I mean, I was, they're happily weird. They're happily weird, yeah. exactly. Yeah. But um, I mean, the freedom, I mean, you ask any adult, you remember what it felt like when you first rode a bike mm-hmm. without training wheels mm-hmm. and how liberating that was? I mean, so cycling for me has definitely always been freedom, you know. So it introduced for you your entire neighborhood. It, it, it gave you an introduction to your neighborhood, right? It gave me an introduction to the world. To the world, yeah. I tell people all the time, I travel the world and don't even leave the bike shop. Yeah. Right? We yeah. have customers that come from all over the world. We work on bikes that are built all over the world, different styles, different techniques. Um, one of my, um, gosh, I ride a bike, uh, a bamboo bike that was made in Zambia. Yeah. And I mean, it's kind of one of the signature bikes that most people here in Atlanta know me to be mm-hmm. on, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's really cool. Um, shoot, I mean, even the, for instance, 
Atlanta Ripper. Mm -hmm. I mean, we were a part of uh, a rare amount of bikes that represent Atlanta. They only made 300 of them, you know. So everybody that has Atlanta Ripper, big up yourself. (laughs) (laughs) But going back to the feeling of freedom, what it it did for me as a kid, it allowed me to venture into different neighborhoods Mm -hmm. surrounding Mm -hmm. my neighborhood. Mm -hmm. And so... You know, as a kid riding a bike, you your parents don't really know where you venture off to. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. but, you can get lost, but you can right? get you mm-hmm. can get very far in a very short period of time. Yeah, yeah. And so exploration was the thing for me and my friends. Mm-hmm. We would just venture into different neighborhoods and oh, go yeah. ride, you know, streets days. and see friends that live a little bit further than what mm-hmm. we were allowed to walk. So. That's what it did for me. Yeah. It, it just gave you more miles, right? Mm-hmm. Definitely. Well, it connected a lot. I mean, just like she said, when your parents not know where you are and you're just out riding your bike, I remember picking up early in the morning and gathering whatever snack we could gather and riding off to the beach because that's where we wanted to go. And yeah. then I come back later in the day and my mom looking at me, why do you look so much darker than you did this morning? <laughs> I'm like, where have you been? I'm to the beach. How'd you get there? I rode my bike and she's looking at me crazy like, you know how far that is? Yeah. You know, so, I mean, it's freedom, you know? Yeah. So, Europe and the streets of New York City, of Brooklyn. Big up Flatbush. There we go. I was waiting. I'm always waiting for you to drop it. Oh, yeah. Um, what's, there's a culture, right? Yes. That supports cycling. In yes. both. Both, Absolutely. both cultures that you're from, right? There's a culture that supports cycling, but that's not everywhere. In the, in the South, we're still kind of figuring out how do we share the road. Yeah, so um, one of the things that really connects Chris and I, and, and he's my best friend, don't get me wrong, but I like to ride the streets of Atlanta. I am not fearful of riding on the road. And I think it's because I had that experience mm-hmm. of having to do the cycling proficiency mm-hmm, mm-hmm. where you learn not to, you know, you learn to make sure you check your peripherals, you look behind yourself, you check all around mm-hmm. wherever you ride. Mm-hmm. And so that's what I like to do. Yeah. I don't really necessarily like trails and paths all the time. Mm-hmm. And it's also like uh, it's the concrete jungle, right? Right. So you're not just seeing the same type of tree or the same. It's always a different adventure. Yeah. That's one of the things that Michelle and I like doing when we ride. It's just like we don't really always have to have a destination with this pedal. Hey, let's turn down here. Yeah. Turn down here, you know, just find something new to do. So, you know, being able to, I mean, as a kid riding around the streets of New York City, I mean, Gosh, you talk about different neighborhoods and different personalities, you know. Riding from Brooklyn to Harlem was always an, a, a nice adventure, and there's a, and not saying much of a culture shock, but, I mean, everybody moves a little different, you mm-hmm, know. And so mm-hmm, it was cool mm-hmm. to hang out with other people that mm-hmm. enjoyed what you did but mm-hmm. did it a little differently, which mm-hmm. was, again, so gave you an opportunity to learn from them as well, too. Yeah, yeah. You know, so that's always the coolest thing about being a cyclist. So just to throw it out there, you know, every we keep using it, we keep throwing around this word cyclist, you know. So I have this like really funny um, way of introducing people to cycling by asking them a question if they know the difference between a cyclist and a bike rider. Mm-hmm. Do you know? I don't think I don't think I would do it justice. The Why difference not? between a cyclist and a bike rider. And a bike rider. Maybe cycling would be more longer distances, I would assume. Bike riding would be more I guess shorter distances or less 
aggressive. Well, I mean, there's no definition that's actually wrong, mm-hmm. but that's your definition. Being in the industry for so long, mm-hmm. I just break it down to one simple thing, and it's basically fundamentals. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. A cyclist is just an educated bike rider. You could be a cyclist wearing T-shirts and blue jeans, or you could be a cyclist wearing a full kit. Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. know, so it really depends on how much you tend to uh, and want to learn about what you're doing mm-hmm. and be better at it. So it's really just knowledge. Just more training and preparation. Mm-hmm. So, so what's a kit for our audience? Oh, well, a kit is basically <laughs> those really nice, pretty, sexy, tight clothes that we wear. <laughs> the bottom shorts match, shows all the curves. And the top and the part, bumps. yeah, yeah the, the top part yeah. matches. And I as like you get the older, the valleys and the peaks and the highs. <laughs> nasty. <laughs> so that's a kit, right? And, yeah. and and the reason why I ask is we want to make sure that we're educating. Yeah, you know? yeah. yeah. So yeah, kits represent clubs, bike shops, organizations, mm-hmm. a lot of different things. There are all kind of themes that people go with with kits, you know. So. And what's the science behind it? Behind kits. So, um, so for the shorts, um, they are very close so that the wind does not go inside of the clothes, Mm -hmm. uh, makes you more aerodynamic. Mm -hmm. So, so they say, um, and also the top is very close to your body Mm -hmm. just so that the air does not go through and, and, and makes you more proficient. Mm -hmm. And they're also skin tight, right? Yeah. Yeah, And they're also made out of breathable materials. Mm -hmm. I mean, they'll never hold moisture. Right. right. Which will slow you down. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Dry fit materials. And, um, for instance, the shorts have what most would call a, a, a cushion at the bottom, but it's really a chamois and this particular chamois is designed to wick moisture away from mm, your body mm-hmm. as you ride mm-hmm. yeah. to make it a little bit more comfortable for longer distances. And and I'll put in a disclaimer there that when you wear cycling shorts, you do not wear underwear. Mm-hmm. You wear you treat the shorts as if they are underwear. Yeah, they're they're an extension of your skin. Exactly. Yeah. And and that's important to know because it will be very uncomfortable. Very uncomfortable. Adult diaper rash is it's no a fun. real thing. It's a it's an epidemic. It's not. Yeah. Fun. It's a public health concern. It's not <laughs> fun. And you look weird when you're just scratching yourself. Exactly. <laughs> Yeah. No, you're right. You're right. So, so if you're gonna if you're gonna get out there in a kit, guys, do not show up in your underwear. You will right. definitely look yeah, like we can a tell new guy. Too, who, you, mm-hmm. We can see all the lines. You can see yeah. the lines. Yeah. But the reason why you don't wear underwear is because most underwear is usually cotton, and cotton holds a lot of moisture. Yeah. Yeah. So it's so just it's kinda, very simple. Going to defeat the purpose exactly. of the of the expense of the um of the kit. Yeah. Fantastic. So let's take a break. When we get back, definitely interested in, in learning, okay, after at your first date, what happened, right? And then also when you propose the bike shop, I want to know, I want to know what you saw. Because like you said, how are you going to pay your bills? Oh, I remember that whole conversation. It happened right there. I definitely want to replay that conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, and don't leave us. Listen, if you're just joining, I'm here with Chris and Michelle Dunbar of both Aztec Cycles and Clutch Bikes. Clutch A- Bikes is in. It's Aztec Cycles and AC Clutch Bicycle Shop. Aztec Cycles and AC Clutch Bicycle Shop. Thank you. AC Clutch Bicycle Shop is in the West End. It's located at 1384B Ralph David Abernathy Boulevard, Southwest Atlanta. Boom. And Aztec is located. 901 Main Street, Stone Mountain. It's right at the bottom. You can't miss it if you're trying to make it up to Stone Mountain. Right? Correct. Yeah. Hey, don't go anywhere. Join us on the other side. Oh, 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 bright ideas and an Oreo cookie. It's a bright idea 
to dunk it or to crunch it or unscrew it or to lick it or to trick it but no matter what you do it's true it's fun to munch a creamy crunchy chocolate o-r-e-o goes great with imagination puts the yum in your creation oreo and oreo double stuff cookies Hey, and welcome back to the Small Talk Big Games podcast with your host, Niger. If you're just joining, I'm here with Chris and Michelle of AC Clutch Bicycle Shop. And you, your partner is actually there, right? Kenny. Yes. So we want to give a shout out to Kenny. Yo, Kenny, wherever <laughs> you at, big up yourself. And be you careful go. on that bike out there. Absolutely. And you're also the owners of Aztec Cycles in Stone Mountain. Correct. Yes. You can't miss it. No. That was your inaugural store. Yes. yes. And how many years have we been there? 10 actually it's more than 10 it's, it's uh, a little shy of 12 it's a little shy of 12 years that's amazing we celebrated our 10th anniversary in our the location that we're physically in now yeah so if you're if you're in the market for a bike if you're in the market for bike safety lessons if you're in the market for, market for bike accessories you shouldn't have to go anywhere else right no, we got you yeah, covered we got on the every, east side listen, we got you covered in the city i'm gonna tell you listen if you need to learn how to ride a bike if you need to buy a bike if you want to custom build a bike, custom paint a bike, modify rent, a bike, rent mm-hmm. a bike, what else? Restore sell a, bike. a bike. Restore a bike. Sell a bike. Sell a bike. Sell a bike. Yeah, we got <laughs> All you. All bikes. If you want to learn how to fix your bike, we got <laughs> That's you. That's right. And if you need anything, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And and for all your bicycle accessories, just hit the website www.aztec-cycles.com. There you go. That's amazing. Oh yeah. Well, last but not least. Yeah. Yeah, you can set your mobile appointments too. You don't gotta come to us. You don't gotta come to us. We'll come to you. Yeah. Tell me about that because you're showing up in the big truck, right? Well, not well. We have two vehicles. We have a big box truck, and we also have um, a sprinter van. Mm-hmm. Ah, okay. The Sprinter vans. It's a little bit easier to move around Absolutely. town than the box truck is, yeah. but um, the box truck help us to give ourselves a, a presence Absolutely. In, in Atlanta. And I'm sure many people have seen it. Oh, yes. I've seen you pushing that bad boy in East yeah. Atlanta, and I was like, Chris is just moving that thing. Yeah. But then, you know, all this time, Chris, I just knew that you were like the best big vehicle driver ever. And then Michelle. I got a regular Mich- driver's no, no. license. Michelle's a CEO Michelle, holder. She's a, a professional <laughs> if driver. If you ever over there. see a psychedelic, oh, you talking about that Bragg school bus? bus? Oh yeah, that's been converted. It's the official Bragg bus. Yes. she drives a Partridge Family bus, y'all. Michelle, you're probably like five. I'm sorry, no, it's actually a Bragg bus. So shout out to Bragg out there too. That's our people. Absolutely, bicycle ride across Georgia. If you know me, you know I do bike bike ride across Georgia. Also, Dream Team. I've been a Dream Team member since since I was. Since, gosh, 1996. Wow. wow. That's how long I've been. Jeez, I remember that first ride. But back to you. Yes. How tall are you? I'm 5'1". <laughs> and when you see Michelle pushing this thing, that's like, I would say the equivalent of maybe 10 regular Sprinter vans, right? It's a school, it. It's a school bus. It's literally a converted school bus. Yeah, and I Michelle see, pushes it like, just get out my way. Listen, Michelle drive that bad boy like it's a two door. She Honda owns Civic. that thing. She owns it. Oh yeah, like it's an electric car, right? She's like, please. And I, sometimes you know, Chris, you get back there trying to help her. Now listen, I, I got put in my place plenty of times. So I just hush my mouth and just watch the show. <laughs> so I'm a, I'm a CDL driver. Yeah. Um, when I first moved to the states, I wanted to see everywhere. Like I didn't know where I wanted to land so to speak. So I got my CDL and started driving cross country. 
and never let go of my license. So when Franklin of Bragg uh, knew that, he approached me and asked me to start driving the Bragg bus. And it's one of the most fun things that I do in the summer. You do make it look fun. You make it look easy. Thank you. And scary. It can be. Yeah, I'm yeah. sure. Y'all got to see this thing. If you see it, take a picture and send it to Aztec. <laughs> oh, just go on our Instagram page. I got a whole video. A whole, show. Video. A whole oh. video. It's awesome. It's a cool bus. Yeah. So before before we get back to the original topic, what are your socials? Um, you could catch me at Aztec Cycles on Instagram and Facebook. I am Mrs. Az- Mrs. Period Aztec on Instagram. Okay. And your other brand? Is uh, Lips, which means ladies into peddling successfully. Mm -hmm. East side, and there's also a west side. Fantastic. And what about Facebook or Um, Twitter? Oh, yeah. Twitter's Aztec Cycles. Facebook's Aztec Cycles. Everything is at Aztec Cycles. Everything. We're going to start a TikTok soon. Yeah. What about a TikTok? You got to do a TikTok how to to manage it. That's another conversation. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So you all meet first date. Did we, we didn't, did we really have a first date? Um, <laughs> first intentional get together. <clears throat> this a family show? Yeah. Uh-huh. Just, just get it out. Listen, this so is the time to put so the kids Chris away. So Chris and I were, uh, I call her friends. Eyes. She's trying to treat me like with, a piece of meat. Friends with fringe <laughs> benefits, I should say. Fringe and benefits. It, mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, um, we, we just really started vibing, like, um, you know, I would come over and we sit at the table and we'd start talking and, you know, he every everywhere. Well, at the time, his garage was just filled with uh, bike parts, tools, bike frames. And I'm like, dang, this is a lot. Does this mean probably, I'll never you, get a car? You I was weird, did you? I, I kind of did, actually. It's all right. I'm weird. <laughs> but you married me and anyway. Then I did. And then... Um, you know, he sat down and he said, you know, my dream is to open up my own bike shop. And this I'm like, fun part I said, uh, at the time I was unemployed. Um, I had got laid off my job and I said, you know, I can do the paperwork on your business if you want me to. I charged him for a fee and uh, got his corporate paperwork set up, got his business license. And then uh, he took a leap of faith and... I quit um, my job, you He quit y'all. his job. Where were you working at that time? Um, at the time, I was working at Bicycle South in Decatur. I had been the service manager there for like 15 years. Um, it has always been a dream of mine to own a bicycle shop. So I knew what I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. And I knew that I was pretty much there to soaking up as much knowledge and as I possibly can. Um, so again, when I met Michelle and we started conversating, I just told her that at the conversation actually went... I'm getting ready to incorporate my bicycle shop. She goes, I know how to do that. And I looked at her and said, really? She goes, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, she's right. I hired her, paid her a check and everything. Yeah. And um, it was just really cool because, you know, we gelled really well. And I started noticing that she had some amazing work ethic. And I was like, before even meeting Michelle, I already knew that it didn't matter what bike shop I owned. Mm-hmm we had to have a female presence in the shop Mm -hmm. because of working in other shops and knowing that sometimes it could be a very intimidating place for ladies. And there was a young lady I worked at years and years ago that made the environment just a lot more chill for everybody. So Michelle just was like, just perfect person. And I was, 
after a while, it's like, hey, do you want to be a part of this? And she said, sure. And it's been a whirlwind of adventure yeah. ever so since. So you have to tell the whole story behind that. So first of all, I love tools. Okay. Um, I was a daddy's girl. My father was an engineer oh. and just loved being around tools, period. So when I started seeing all these really strange looking bike tools, I'm like, gosh, just kept heaven. hanging around Chris. Yeah. And just started to see how his mind worked, yeah. his work ethic, you know, and I was really, uh, uh, I was impressed, you know, and uh, I had gotten another job back into corporate, miserable, uh, had a micromanager and 2011, uh, April 15th, tax day, I got fired and it was the happiest day of my life. Yeah. <laughs> and at that time, um, Chris had actually started, he had opened up a shop in Lithonia and due to uh, construction, he ended up closing that shop and moving into City of Stowe Mountain. And we were actually at a different location on East Mountain Street. Oh, okay. okay. And um, I showed up there one day and told him, he said, why are you here in the middle of the day? With a big smile, with a big on, smile on my face. Middle of the day. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, hey, I just got fired. And he said, well, welcome to Aztec Cycles. You work with me now. And you I'm work like, at a bike okay. shop now. <laughs> Welcome to the rest of your life. Yeah. That was pretty much it. Pretty, yeah. Yeah, pretty yeah, good chance, That was yeah. it. Oh, She's man. been Mrs. Um, Aztec ever since. Yeah. We outgrew that location in eight months of getting that lease. So tell, define for me, outgrowing. So. Inventory. Um, no. Space. 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 Okay. Space. space. We moved into a very small shop because that's what we could afford at Just the time. Just something right away. Mm -hmm. Yes. And. Yeah, uh, because of the construction in Latonia, we pretty much got forced out because of eminent domain mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and i'm you're not telling the story probably okay, so well. this is how this worked out this all happened back in the wonderful year 2010 <laughs> back in summer two, the summer no for me it started a little bit before then well um, that's when you opened up the shop was the beginning we, of 10 the conversation about incorporating a company started back in 09 mm -hmm. so aztec cycles was a legitimate sixth of june do you remember yes okay and I remember the day I signed the lease in Latonia too, the 8th <laughs> of January. And um, by June, literally, I signed the lease in January and didn't open this place until 1st of June. Yeah. Because I was still working and it was kind of like I was just going back and forth, like trying to figure it out. And at the same time, I was trying to figure out how do I leave my job and still pay my bills. So I had this wonderful, I had a friend that did cable. So I picked up a cable. I became a cable guy for mm -hmm. a couple of months. Mm -hmm. I hated doing that job. It's the worst. It's the worst time. Yeah, it was everyone's asking for the hookup. Actually, the physical technique, the technical part of it, running the wires and running lines and climbing nothing poles, that was that was nothing. It was just dealing with the equipment and the people. It's just like this is not fun to me. I yeah. can't do this. I looked at my bikes and my bikes are looking at me crazy. Like, dude, where are you at? So, um. I quit doing cable. First off, I quit Bicycle South back in March. Picked up the cable gig. So the cable gig is paying my bills while I'm trying to build out the shop. And Opened up in June. Opened up in June. Quit cable. And now I'm like, okay, God, this is it, yo. And got to the edge and took that leap of faith. And, yeah. Um, within a month of quitting and now totally self-employed I mean the domain showed his ugly face and now we have to move out of the, mm -hmm. out of the property and I said you know that you know God I guess you got a master plan I don't know what it is 
So I just rolled with it and found a location in Stone Mountain, and that's where we've been ever since. Yeah. But the funny part about that is, Michelle, I'll tell you, I have a notebook somewhere around here that shows me looking at locations in Stone Mountain back in 2000. Uh-huh. So, so I'd actually been really vested in trying to open this bike shop all my life. Not, not only did he have a book where uh, he had his ideas and what have you, but Chris had meticulously written like how much he uh, approximated his bills to be, his vendors, what his charges were, what he was going to pay for product, what his services were. Everything was just really, really meticulously handwritten in the book. And I was really pr- impressed with that. Yeah. So, I mean, had sanitation in that thing. Exactly. <laughs> so um, when we ended up closing in Lithonia, we actually it only made sense to move to Stone Mountain because there was no bike shop presence in Stone Mountain at that particular time. There had been before. Mm-hmm. And so we found this uh, little store. It was uh, 5336 East Mountain Street mm-hmm. and like signed the 850 lease. 850 square feet? Yeah, 850 square feet. And literally outgrew the space, had no space to keep bicycles within eight months. So um, Chris is going to tell you the story of how we found our present location. Yeah, I'm sorry. I just and, got so excited. This is the, this, this is, dude, and, this always um, makes you smile. What we did was we ended up subleasing the other property out for the remainder of the lease, mm-hmm. which was a total blessing. Yeah. And uh, we are, again, we found 901 Main Street, which yeah. is where we are. So um, we had a customer that came in the store, and um, I assume she was really impressed by the service, and she went back home and told her husband all about us. At the time, her husband happened to be the CID. He worked with the CID of Lilburn, mm-hmm. and they approached us to CID. Open- CID, they work with uh, city development in, okay. in the city of Lilburn because Lilburn was going through a, a mass change at the time as well, too. And they approached us to open a store in Lilburn. It was like, I'm sure, okay, entertain this. Yeah. I mean, it's another opportunity. Um, but it came towards the fall, and it was just like, I don't really want to open a shop in the middle of the fall. And it was back and forth between a partic- couple of particular locations. And um, I, pill- I-, I-, I did one of those. We'll just table this. I press pause on that. Yeah. That exact same day. I left the Stone Mountain location and drove two blocks down to a dead end and made a right turn, which is currently now our location, 901 Main Street. Um, our unit is owned by church. There were a couple of church volunteers. This building used to be a fully stocked, abandoned thrift store. Okay. Only freestanding building in Stone Mountain with its own parking lot. And I met these people and said, hey, listen, I own the shop over here. If this place ever comes available, let us know, or we, and we'd love to move in if possible. And I gave him a business card, went home, kind of really didn't think too much about it. The next afternoon, um, the pastor of the church came in the store, and we had a great conversation, and he said, well, I'm going to go back and talk to the trustees. About a week later, he came back and said, hey, you guys can move in. The only thing is you guys got to <laughs> help us move out. Because, yeah. I walked in this place. Oh you would have thought this place was a cleaner. I've never seen so many hangers of a day oh, in my sure. life. Clothes. Clothes. I mean, just sitting there. It was dusty. Every thrift shop. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. But um, at the time, Michelle went away on a, uh, a church retreat. And it was a three-day trip. And I didn't sleep for three days. I moved them out. I'm, 
<laughs> I promise you. I moved them out and moved us from the second store over. We asked to try to break our lease, and they wouldn't let us break our lease. I looked at them and said, all right, we out of here anyway. And like Michelle said, by the grace of God, we got a sublease, which worked out really well on mm-hmm. our behalf. Mm-hmm. And we've been at 901 Main Street ever since. Mm-hmm. And from there, we've been able to grow asset cycles. Yeah, that's amazing. Nice. Yeah. I, I would it's, light it's up about that story it's as well. Blessing. Yeah, that's huge blessing. So it's nothing but a blessing. So, I mean, you just got to pay attention to when God steps into your life. You know, a lot of times we don't ask Him to, don't even know He's there or know, know the presence. But I mean, when you can recognize it, you got to speak on it. Mm-hmm. You know, um, you got to take action, right? Absolutely, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Oh, that's that's such a great story. Yeah, and so. Every year since we've moved into 901 Main Street, we've literally been chasing the growth of the business. Yeah. Um, blessfully. Every year, um, we've been doing more and more bike events uh, in, in different cities around Georgia. <laughs> we do brag bike ride across yeah. Georgia, which has taken us to um, some amazing cities and towns do in you, the state. Do you mind if we kind of shout out some of the other bike Please rides do. that we're a part of? Yeah. So. We are we are a part of the Rescue One ride that yeah. is um, a ride that supports sex trafficking victims. We're also part of the MS Multiple Sclerosis ride. Yeah. We have been a part of the Tour de Cure, which is full breast f- cancer. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, that's the diabetes ride, babe. Oh, sorry. Tour de Cure. Yeah. Tour de we, Cure. We, mm-hmm. We've done stuff yeah, with diabetes. Um, mm-hmm. Susan G. Coleman, G. Coleman mm-hmm. uh, for breast cancer. Um, local groups that we uh, work with MAC Metro Atlanta Cycling Mm -hmm. Club oldest Mm -hmm. black cycling club in Atlanta Mm -hmm. Velo um, Dopellers Civil Bikes Yep, Civil um, Bikes is a RBG, great organization shout out to RBG shout out to RBG as well Red Bike and Green Atlanta Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. just celebrated 10 years that's amazing. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it, there's a bunch of them. GPS, Gear Act. Um. You know what I, I hate for you right now, Chris? You started listing. Someone's going to be like, shout exactly, it. I'm sorry. Listen, exactly. listen, we all were big, happy family. If I am, if I missed you, hit me up. <laughs> charge, me. charge it to your and, head, not yeah, your heart, right? Yeah, there listen, you go. Yeah. No, I mean, but again, I mean... Just to say, I mentioned all these groups to say that, which is... Um, we also um, work with ABC, which has now changed the name to Propel Atlanta. So ABC stands for the Atlanta Bicycle Coalition. Coalition, yeah. And they just recently changed their name to Propel Atlanta. Did they make that announcement <clears throat> at the bikes at the Youth Bike Summit? They made the ima- announcement just last week at the Blinkies. Oh, okay. Awards. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, you brought that up. We've worked with the Youth Bike Summit, yeah. the summit yeah. as well, too. So, I mean, and honest, don't forget the dream team. Yeah, dream I know you said team. brag, but the dream team, I you mean, know, the dream, dream team is my heart, honestly. Yeah, yeah. 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 honestly. <laughs> I, I watch a lot of those kids grow up, and it's funny to yes. me now. It's like, man, you got tall. You got tall like in two weeks, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. But I mean, I think the Dream Team is an amazing organization, and I totally support what they do for a lot of kids that would never get the mm-hmm. opportunity to yeah. do what they do when they take these kids on some of these adventure rides in different parts of the country. And I mean, just kind of mentor them Mm -hmm. into a a better direction in life, you know? Mm -hmm. So it's, it's, you know, to add to that, I got to do a shameless plug because I've been a dream team member since 96. My first ride, we did Ogerthorpe university to Savannah, 412 miles. Mm. And that's when I learned that you don't use icy hot 
in the sun. That's oh, another guy. No. Yeah, I was, oh, I was, it was, I was oh, done. God. Myself and another rider, and we got to this town. I forget where we were, and the Boy Scouts were spraying the riders with water. We went in front of every hose and just did like that. <laughs> it's like just keep going, don't stop, just spray us down. Um, That's one of the cool things about Brad. There's always it, an adventure. It, story it is in always it. an adventure, and and always. Then, and and you get to meet parts of the state that otherwise you wouldn't. Right, those little t- because I, we're not I, taking I, I major don't think roads. I've been to any little country little 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 city in in Georgia with the Bragg organization the dream team members that they we weren't welcomed yeah absolutely mm-hmm. they, first of all it's an economic impact right because yes, we're, we're we're lodging on their campus or their school or church or wherever it is and we're we are um shopping with all of their vendors you know they bring the vendors out we we go to different little it's awesome it's, like it's great a traveling what, city. What it's I like would, a circus yeah what i would say is, is it's a huge nomadic camp that mm-hmm. moves every day from town to town from town to town yeah and um i love it because it introduces not only us introducing other people to what we do, mm-hmm. but also letting people know that you can do this. Yeah, and we do it right. Like and we do we it. Do we it. It's as not just people of color. Yes, do exactly. This. exactly, exactly. And we show up in numbers, right? We show Absolutely. up in numbers. Yeah. Absolutely. So I mean, again, I mean, cycling in a whole itself. You know, back in during the beginning part of COVID, I remember Madonna getting in trouble for calling COVID the great equalizer. Personally, I think cycling is the great equalizer. Mm, tell me how. I've been to enough bike events to see everybody get out their car, get themselves all prepared, and everybody's clicked up with their buddy, buddy here and there. And it's, I understand everybody's come a little far into each other, but as soon as we start pedaling off mm-hmm. and you ride past somebody and like, Hey, cool bike. Or you, your friends that you rode with rode off and left you. Now you're stuck with this random person riding down the street and you just be, and y'all you just, just created, it. created a new relationship, you know? And I mean, it, it, it works out like that yeah. all the time, all the time. And people are so helpful. You, if you, if you, but yeah, it's a tire, I mean, people, even if they're a mile behind you, if someone sees you, they will say something. Can I help? Absolutely. What do you need help with? Let me get you a sag. You know, I got an extra one of this. I got an extra one of that. Yes. There's never been, a, yes. I don't think there's anyone that's been on brag now. I can't speak for everyone, right? But I'm going to say the majority of people will say that any safety issue or any sort of technical issue that happens yeah. on the ride, t- aside from getting a sag vehicle, people yeah. will say, will stop and wait, yes. wait with yeah, you. Yeah, people yes. always want to make sure that you're going to be okay. Mm-hmm. I mean, as long as, if you're pedaling the bike, you're on your own pedal, just like yeah. me. Right, people, <laughs> right. People have met each other on brag and have gotten married yeah. from yeah. being on brag yeah. together. Um, I've, I've, I've really enjoyed brag. It's just been an amazing experience. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's obvious we've been talking about brag for so long. I mean, listen, if you have never done brag, just do it. Just go just on the it. website, brag.org, find, do your research, spend the money, go get a bike, and go ride and have fun. And, and even if you just do one day, and, right? Uh, because yeah. a yeah. week is, you know, from Saturday to Saturday, that's a bit aggressive. It's, it's a long haul. It's yeah. A, you got to really be in it. But if you are just interested in what's it like, even doing um, Spring Tune Up, that's a really oh, great yeah. introduction. Spring is super cool. Yeah. And this year it was in Rutledge. 
Yes. Uh, it's been, it's been like, in Rutledge uh, every it's year. Been, Five it's miles amazing. an hour in the city limits. I was like, oh my God. <laughs> How many miles an hour in the city limits? I'm sure it's not five. It felt like it was five. I oh, was no. like, all of these speed traps are everywhere. <laughs> Coming from the city. I got, and you know, it takes forever to do a turnaround, a legal. That's another conversation. Yeah, exactly. So, so let's talk about kind of the sports side of cycling. Right. Either of you competitive. Nope. Prior I do not have shops. a competitive bone in my body. I compete yeah, against right. myself. You compete against yourself. Yeah, okay. I'm, my, I'm my worst. I'm my own challenge. So even prior to working in the bike shop, you didn't do performance. Hey, or... I did a mountain bike race once when I first got out here from New York. Yeah, how'd that go? I won. Yeah. What? Did you not do any in New York State though? No. You know, I grew up in New York City. You know, what I mean, I'm a real urban, urban dude. You know. Yeah. Honestly, cycling helped keep me out of a lot of trouble, yeah. honestly, because I was probably the only one out of all of my peers that would literally always be on a bicycle. Yeah. And and for some reason, it's kind of like I didn't, had ants in my pants. I couldn't sit still. Mm-hmm. So I'd all just ride off right before something crazy happened or I'd ride up right after something crazy happened. So mm-hmm. I was always missing a lot of stuff, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, because I was always moving around to different parts of the neighborhood and just being free so let's so with that said let's talk about like different types of cycling there's bmx which stands for bicycle motocross bicycle motocross and a lot then of people don't know that they don't and what else do we have you have bmx you have yeah bmx you have um of course mountain bikes all-terrain bikes and going to woods have a lot of fun i love mountain biking i, I wish i did it more than i do now um then there's road riding. As I knew as I got older, I'd get more into road riding because it gives you more burn in a short amount of time. Mm-hmm. And um, let's see, you have different types of riding that kind of categories that build off of those from, I'm not sure if a lot of people even know what trials riding is. It's a, it's a competition where you... Are you riding for time? No, it's, you ever seen these guys like hopping over obstacles? Like they'll jump off of like, like a parkour two, like yes on a bike mm-hmm. on a bike mm-hmm. exactly mm-hmm. that was my thing really as a kid. oh yeah that seems more like exhibition yes it's very so exhibitionist when i was young that was what i would oh, do okay. um i wasn't the greatest at it but i wasn't the worst at it either yeah um then let's see road you have cycle cross that now has evolved into what everybody calls the gravel ride oh they said all shake and bake Oh, listen. I mean, honestly, I'm starting to I'm starting to kind of appreciate gravel yeah. bikes a little oh, bit more than I did. I, I have to shout this group out. Mob Atlanta, yes. who rides fixies and single speeds. Yeah, God bless yeah. them. We can't leave they the do, fixie do, club. Yes. We cannot yes. leave the fixie club. You, you see them most out. of the fixies and single speeds in New York. Like those, like the bike messengers. You'll see a lot of right? them more in urban areas because, yeah. you know, fixie is like the super, it's like the lowest maintained bicycle you can mm-hmm, have, mm-hmm. you know. Um, but yeah, real shout out to Ma because they ride some works of art. Yeah. Their yes. bikes are nice. Huh. Yes. Nice. So does that require to, to be really great and is it fixies and singles? Does that require more technical knowledge or just endurance? Endurance and yeah. strength if yes. you ask me. Because you're not changing gears or anything, right? You're in the same gear yeah. uphill, downhill. That's so right. You, if you ride a fixie 20 miles, you rode a fixie. 20 miles that's right there's no non-stop no coasting right no coasting at all you paddling the legs are moving yeah and honestly to tell you the truth it's a it's a it's a great bike to be to build um 
to build strength. Yeah. Riding a fixie is almost like riding a spin bike on the road. That's what I was just thinking. It's yeah. like really riding a spin bike, but you're really on a mm-hmm. bicycle. How, how do we feel about electric bikes? Oh, electric bikes are cool. I used to turn my nose down to them. Now I <laughs> so, have accepted them. <laughs> I, I'm getting used to the fact that, you know, electric bikes are here to stay. Yeah. Um, I, I will possibly have one. Um, be here in months. But, but I do like to have the physical activity of really riding a bike because I feel that that would... Um, it's an, accomplish- it's an accomplishment. Yeah. You know, writing for health for me is really, really important. Mm-hmm. Um, and so for me, it's like a writing an electric bike is kind of a cop out. However, you do still get a workout on an electric bike because it's a pedal assist. Yeah. So, but I think the other thing too is that electric bikes will allow people who may have some physical impediments to get out yeah definitely right so like older riders yeah those who've been in accidents yeah i think that's the big plus and then it of course it helps going uphill but i agree with you it's a trade-off because you don't have the physical expense to it at the level that you would for a non-electric exactly yeah exactly so while while i while i am welcome to riding an electric bike my goal however would still to be doing it on a a regular traditional bicycle that has yeah. gears and speeds yeah. and yeah it's nice to have the option yeah because i i'll never i i told my uh, friend that rides with actually she's the uh what would i call her she runs mob atlanta mm-hmm. tara i told her not too long ago i would never i never have the desire to ride a fixie or a single speed and i don't think i ever will <laughs> And I admire anybody that can because it's it truly, truly uh, admirable to yeah. see how how they ride yeah. and how strong they are. Yeah. Well, I do want to say this thing, one thing about electric bikes. Like you said, they're here to stay. They serve a great purpose. Yeah. They serve a wonderful purpose. Yeah. Um, if you can, if you have the opportunity to ride one, try it out. Mm-hmm. You might have preconceived notions, but I think they're really cool. For, for instance, um, elderly folks. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, that's what we're saying, yeah. People um, recovering from surgeries and stuff like that. Injuries. Yeah. Heart patients. Absolutely. I mean, commuting. I mm-hmm. mean, commuting. It yeah. gas goes up, you know. I mean, yeah. I had someone ask me the other day, so those people riding around Midtown in the suits, you know, they look like they're just flying down the street. They're riding electric bikes. I'm like, yeah, do you see them busting the sweat? Yeah. I was going to say, because you don't want to sweat in your Brooks Brothers. No, not yeah. at all. But not. I'm just saying, I mean, if you've got a five-mile bike commute versus trying to drive that bad boy. Yeah. And have to worry about parking. And, mm-hmm. you know, it's, I mean, if you pay attention to everything that's going on in every major city in the United States, they're downsizing parking space. Mm-hmm. And if not, getting rid of And they're taxing you mm-hmm. for driving To in. park. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. definitely. If you are driving into any major city, you yeah. are being taxed. Yeah. yeah. You know, so that's why riding a bike is... It's the most so, economical. Oh, absolutely. It is. Yeah. So I, I can honestly say that since I've been in, been in the biking industry now with Chris, we've had a tremendous increase in commuters. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. People who ride to get back and forth to work, mm-hmm. back and forth home, um, especially with the onset of COVID as well. 
Have you noticed a lot? Go ahead. I'm sorry. I was going to say another another cool factor that I always said about commuting is everyone that I know that commutes on a bike daily, they almost seem very stress free. (laughs) That is so true. They burn off their stresses prior to getting to work and they burn them off as they're leaving work before they get home. Yeah. So versus someone that's sitting in the car in 285, Mm -hmm. frustrated because that traffic. And even those who ride trains tend to be stress free too, right? Just sitting back and letting it happen to you. I haven't been on a train in a long time. Every time but, I ride Marta somewhere, I always feel stress free. But the fact that now, well, I mean, you, you don't know, have a can in the world. Just open a book or turn your music on. So, exactly. Yeah, I, could, I could see Preparing that. Preparing yourself. Could definitely yeah. See that. yeah. Yeah. City of Atlanta, though, that the whole Atlanta region is now catching up to cycling infrastructure. So just, just to let the audience know, we are currently interviewing in your home. Yes. <laughs> you're wonderful home with your three interns, your dog. Yes. <laughs> yeah, no, I was going to call for my kids. Sorry. Did you put it on silent? I, I don't even know my phone. Oh, wow. Just... With that said, let's go ahead and take a break. Hey, if yes, you're just joining thank us, you. this is Small Talk Big Games <laughs> Podcast with your host, Niger. I'm here with, don't tell me, with both Mich- Michelle and Chris of AC Clutch Bicycle Shop and then also Aztec Cycles. Before we go, though, what's the story behind the names Aztec? What's the story behind the oh, name oh, Aztec? I, I could tell you all about that when you go back. Okay. All right. Join us on the other side. If you have love questions, we have your answer. The ex-boyfriend is whispering sweet nothings in your ear right now, isn't he? <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. He had some outside interests that really conflicted with the relationship itself. Yes, he had somebody on the side. Did you think that you were pregnant a couple of months back? Yes. You were, but you lost it, correct? Yeah. Don't let sex be the thing that wants to take you back to a familiar place. Okay. The ex is much better than the present one, you know. <laughs> Did your face get hot? She got yes. embarrassed. You had to go get something for drink. <laughs> <laughs> if you want him to believe that it's over, then you got to stop accepting the booty calls at 2 a.m. in the morning. You understand? Yeah. I also see another individual who is older than you that is willing to help you financially. Do you know who I'm talking about? Yes. Because that individual also happens to be very married, correct? Correct. Your reading will amaze you. Call now and try it for free. Call 1-800-595-4453. Hi, and welcome back to Small Talk Big Names Podcast with your host, Niger. I'm here with Chris and Michelle of AC Clutch Bicycle Shop and also Aztec Cycles. I finally got it right. I'm going to get it right. Um, if, for all of your bike needs, Woo-woo. we have a location in Stone Mountain and we have a location in West End. So we got you covered. If you're east looking side, to, west side. East side, west side. If you're looking to buy a bike, sell a bike, trade a bike, fix a bike, <laughs> ride a bike. Own a bike, create a bike, ride a bike, yeah, break definitely. a bike down, repair Everything. a bike, Everything. anything dealing with bike ship and bike accessories, ship a bike, yeah, ship a bike. We got you covered. Um, so let's get back to the conversation, right? So we've talked about the, we've talked about when you all first met, mm-hmm. right? When you know the day that you got let go on tax day, mm-hmm. and a day that Chris was like, "Fantastic, I've been looking for a partner." Mm-hmm. And the moment that you said, "I'll take care of the paperwork," you take care of the tinkering with stuff. So I just kind of took control of the paperwork side. and So it wasn't um, really asking permission. It was more like, I can do it. Yes, Get out of the way. Yes, Got it. Kind of, sort of. Really? And I appreciate like, that, cool. honestly. I'm leaving me free because time to do what I need to do. Yeah. When he and I decided to build our relationship and uh, unite us as one, um, I said, look, I said, I need you to concentrate on how you bring in the money. Because I realized that owning a bicycle shop is definitely a seasonal business. Mm-hmm. And... He is very um, entrepreneurial in the fact that he knows how to uh, go out there and get the money. 
get the business, get the customers. Um, and so I, f- I felt, honestly felt that if he could just concentrate on that and building the brand of Aztec Cycles, that if I could help stay behind the scenes and build the, ba- the business background mm-hmm, of mm-hmm. Aztec Cycles, that it would, it would, it would work. Mm-hmm. And it's been a great partnership. He is my best friend. Yeah. Um, I've never been around a man ever in my life as much as I've been around Chris <laughs> and not and not have them get on my nerves yeah that's a good um, time yeah, Michelle and I used to spend like I mean we still do forever honestly in any I would say at least four to maybe five days out the week Michelle and I are around each other sometimes anywhere between 20 to 22 hours out the day oh yes Okay. Yes. And yeah. no problem. That's a kind of love. That's a kind it of love. Is. But you know, we all we have our own space. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Yeah. In but, a good way is what you're saying. And, yeah, absolutely. And uh y'all got too many things connected to not eight, be. Eighteen. How many years have I known you? Fourteen years now? Yeah. Fourteen years? We've never had an argument. Well, let's not make that nope. Thank never. you. Not, not on the small opinion, topic names always. podcast. Please and thank you. Definitely always have a difference of an opinion. Yeah. And we can be very opinionated, but We've never elevated or escalated it to the next level. And I really respect him as one of my best. He is my best friend. And I think that because we have such a big mutual respect for one another is the reason why we we can get along and not have those issues. Yeah. That's yeah, key. You talk yeah. That's, yeah. That is key. That's key. So the public wants to know, on the first date, did you pick her up on your bike? Don't no. tell me you picked okay. No. Chris made me ride. Every style, every kind of bike. Oh yeah, force fed her bikes. To man. Force fed her. Yeah, literally. We we did a bike ride from Lithonia to Stone Mountain and I rode this um It was a yellow diamond think, bike. Yeah, it was like yellow it was a seven speed. It looked like Laffy Taffy. Yeah, it did look like La- and I cried by the time I got to Stone Mountain. I was in so much pain. I didn't even know you cried that I day. I did. I, I cried. Didn't, I didn't know. I didn't show you, it. I you cried, cried, but cried I cried in silence. <laughs> <laughs> and then after that, he made sure because what he what not even thinking about it at the time, but he wanted me to experience as many different styles and kinds of bikes as possible so mm-hmm. that I can speak on my experience sure. to other customers yeah, and other it's ladies it's in particular. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And let's face facts. A lot of women hold the purses to their mm-hmm. finances as far as their household. So mm-hmm. when guys would come in and want to buy a bike, they have to consult with their wife, mm-hmm. right? So they bring the wife this, in the, to the show the bike. Chief bikes. financial officer. Yes. There you go. And, yeah. um, and, you know, I would help, you know, make sure that the guy would get the bike that he really wanted by speaking of the experiences Mm -hmm. and how wonderful it is to ride. And it really is wonderful to Mm -hmm. ride. Um, It's been great seeing couples come into cycling. I think that's my favorite style of customer as well as everybody else is just seeing um, people coming into cycling for the first time and really just getting really excited Mm -hmm. about being outdoors and learning how to maneuver on these streets of Atlanta, as well as the bike paths and cycling and the matching um, trails. Exactly. And the kits. That's when, you know, it's, it's love at first sight when you can go out there and matching kits. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. That's true. We do have matching kits, don't we? We We have quite a few of them actually. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, that's, it's very cute. Um, let's talk about bike laws. Yeah. Right. Uh, as we just like you stated earlier, it's there's a higher tax now 
to do business in the city, to even work in the city. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's it's legitimately so, right? There's been this movement towards um, less cars to reduce ozone emissions, right? Mm-hmm. Clogging up traffic. You know, traffic really can impact your day. Right. Right. That's why we were talking about taking a train. Life. It does. It, it steals time away from you. Um, so there's been this movement towards, let's, you know, sharing the road. Correct. You have people that are on scooters, the motorized scooters. Yep. You have people that are on the, the rental bikes, right? Yep. You have people who are on their personal bikes. You have skateboarders. You have uh, rollerbladers. You know, yep. we have a rollerblader on Bragg. We do. Which I yeah. think is just amazing. I, I, he that, gets that all dude's the respect. calf muscles are solid. It's ridiculous. It's like, it's like oak trees. Solid. I mean, uphill, downhill. 50-something miles on rollerblades. And God bless him. Can you imagine what his ankle his still knees. is? Yeah. yeah. You know, we talk about our crotches, right? But him, I'm sure it's got to be the knees. It's mm-hmm. got to be the knees and below. Mm-hmm. So you have all of these kind of um, different modes of transportation. And in order to support that, there are policies that govern that so that there's safety and there's there's a camaraderie and there's mutual respect, right? Correct. Hence the whole share the road campaign. So where, where does Aztec stand on the side of policies and laws that need to be considered or enacted or best practices from other cities that we can apply here in Georgia and by extension the Southeast? Well, years ago, there was a ride that... Um when Aztec Cycles first came about, we started to help. We we well, we started to partake in what used to be called a rise to the capital. The rise to the capital started years and years ago between a few different mayors. I want to say it was Decatur's mayor Roswell, um, I think Shambly or Dorville. It was probably four of them, and they were just advocating for um, safer roads and better laws so the ride to the capital that particular ride went on for a number of years and because of that ride we now have the three foot law mm-hmm. where motorists have to give a cyclist three feet mm-hmm. when they're passing them um so I mean, we also work with um, which and, is it's significant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it, huge. Is, it is. It's it, huge. Honestly, that three feet law, it, it's 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 huge because it saves a lot of lives. And what um, most car drivers do is what they're told to do: mm-hmm. keep your car in between the lines. Mm-hmm. Don't go over the line. So I mean, it's not always just the drivers mm-hmm. doing something; they're doing what they were told to do, and mm-hmm. this is their way of keeping their privileges of mm-hmm. driving mm-hmm. and but what they don't realize a lot of times is that being on the far left side of the car how close that right side mirror mm-hmm. actually comes mm-hmm. to a cyclist mm-hmm. as they're riding down the street mm-hmm. and a lot of times you'd be surprised it's just a mirror that really knocks people off yeah and the sheer fact that um, they get so close to one another spooks people yeah, yeah. but in saying that now when it comes to um advocating for infrastructure change you know hence the Beltline coming into atlanta and really bringing atlanta into a um a more cycling friendly mm-hmm. city because mm-hmm. the more people that are out on bikes the more motorists actually get educated in their own mind to slow down and take their time 
because for years there are certain bike routes that people would take all the time for decades now. So people are aware of yeah, exactly. them out there on the roads. They're no, no, no longer a novelty. Exactly. Yeah. It's now some of the, um, the, some of the newer cyclists venturing out in different parts of the city, different, mm-hmm. po- different roads. Um, and, and don't get me wrong, we live in Georgia, you know, mm-hmm. once you get outside the city, there are a lot of two lane roads, mm-hmm. you know, with no mm-hmm. shoulders, mm-hmm. you know, it gets really hard for people to have, if need be, to commute to a bus stop or the grocery store. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so every one of our new customers gets a little manual that educates them on bike laws. But um, the DOT, I personally think, should incorporate bike education, the fact that cyclists are actually considered to be moving vehicles out on the road. Hence the fact that I got my first moving violations on a bike when I was a kid. (laughs) Yeah, a lot of people don't realize, yeah, a lot of people do not realize that a bicycle is a mode of transportation. Therefore, you have to adhere to certain rules and regulations. Um, One of the things that I personally would like to see is every pedestrian path that is built needs to be multimodal, means needs to be wide enough for a cyclist, a scooter, a pedestrian, however you travel outside of being in a car, it needs to be accessible. Um, When you ride two by two, side by side on a road, you then take the place of a vehicle. A car is not supposed to pass you by law mm-hmm. they have they have to go around you and and add it in the three foot law you know that, um, that's going to put them even further further out so yes. it's to yes to but it's not just the, it's not just motorists you know cyclists in the whole have yeah. to get more educated oh, yeah. on right. how to be oh, more yeah. comfortable in the road and riding how, and, with traffic right exactly and how and to share the road how it works both ways yeah because then, there are cyclists that are extremely uh arrogant yes. out here on the road yeah. and they 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 do think that some of the laws don't apply to them and they do they do correct the the three the three foot rule is that on all sides in front well, side I mean, and it, behind it's yes basically, it's I basically it the side because if you're passing a cyclist you're gonna, gonna you're gonna pass them on the left and it should be on your right but if mm-hmm. you're behind them though you're what's the is there governance around that because you don't want to be too close because if you spook them or if you tap the tire well, now, I mean, at this point now that you put some of that on the cyclist, you know, it's kind of like. Um, if you're going to be on the road, you got to keep up. Yeah, correct. Not, even, not even just keep up. You have to be equipped. That's Hence true. the reason why blinky lights make a difference. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. We stress that I, a I lot. I stressed it a lot. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'd much rather sell somebody a blinky light than be like, hey, let me get a reflector on my bike. I mean, personally, reflectors are okay mm-hmm. I'm not, but definitely not as effective i don't they're definitely yeah. not as effective because you depend on somebody else's life in order for them to work exactly so yeah, therefore a, a blinky light i mean just the other day michelle and i were riding on the road and there was an accident and it was the middle of the day and there was a little small flashing light and we saw this thing a mile before we even got mm-hmm. up to it so we know to be cautious mm-hmm, be mm-hmm, alert mm-hmm. be aware and I mean, leave enough space, mm-hmm. you know, so, I mean, it goes both ways. Mm-hmm. I mean, what motorists have to remember is that the person riding the bike is somebody's father, mother, sister, yeah. brother, cousin, auntie, mm-hmm. uncle, mm-hmm. you know, friend, 
you know. And what cyclists also have to remember is that not every driver is educated mm-hmm. on cycling law, mm-hmm. you know. So hence the reason why it's called share the road, yeah. you know. So it just goes back to just we have to be able to find ways to just continue to exist amongst each other in you know because so we have to drive cars and some people choose to ride bicycles yeah you know yeah so which laws are does aztec get behind or which policies are currently being kind of formulated that aztec is a part of are you all involved from a political from a political perspective in those conversations um well, I'm a member of the Georgia Bikes um, Association, so that's basically um, encouraging the growth of more bicycle paths and trails around the state, period, in different cities. Around the state, okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, I'm also a member of the Downtown Development Authority of Stowe Mountain, mm-hmm. and um, they're definitely looking at more bicycling infrastructure mm-hmm. in and around the city of Stowe Mountain, mm-hmm. because there is a path that goes from Stone Mountain all the way down to Freedom Parkway. It's called the Atlanta DeKalb mm-hmm. yeah, Trail. We sit at the end of a 17-mile trail. Yes. But even on that trail, there are parts of it that have you happen to ride on, on the road. city on the, streets. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, so, I mean, again, it's still a shade of road kind yeah. of yeah. A, a deal. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, the three-foot law is the one that we stood behind the most for the longest time um, during the rise to the Capitol mm-hmm. rides. Um, but I haven't heard of any new laws being presented out there okay. for advocacy for cyclists. Um, and I think it's probably about time now that the infrastructures are starting to get a little bit better and there yeah. are way more people out riding. Yeah. And if you notice in town, you see a lot more people riding around during rush hour. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I think I see more people between Monday and Friday on a bike between mm-hmm. two Definitely. and 5 PM mm-hmm. than I do any other time during the week. Mm-hmm. You know, so, um, again. We, when, um, when we sell bikes at the store, one of the biggest things that we are big advocates on is a helmet. And even when I see a cyclist without a helmet, I'm like, you, you need a helmet. Like, and, and I stress the importance of that. A lot of people don't realize that when you fall and you wear a helmet, you need to replace that helmet. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. <clears throat> a lot of people don't know that. They think they can just put on the helmet. Mm-hmm. And, and of course, there are people that have helmets that stick around for years, mm-hmm. not knowing that after a five-year period, it's you best to replace, replace your helmet yeah. because that styrofoam that stuff that it's made of does not, it starts to decompose Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and uh, it's not going to give you that full protection that you need, you know, and definitely lights. So let's, let's go on a journey of a new, of a new cyclist. When you're looking, (laughs) your favorites, huh? Yeah. I like the new cyclist. What are the three things? Actually, before we go there, we said we were going to talk about the origin of the name Aztec. Oh, it was my middle school tough guy name. Literally, I used to write the word Aztec on the side of people's walls and in my notebooks in the sixth grade and seventh grade. Uh, just, it was my tag name. Um, I just thought it was cool. I was at the time middle school learning about the history of the Aztec Indians and 
thought they were extremely interested and just kind of just stuck. I just started yeah. utilizing it. You been, owned it. Yeah, I, I've owned Aztec site. Aztec, the name, since 1992. And matter of fact, I'm going to put out a post that shows that my 30-year challenge. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, that's what it was. And then um, when it came, when I moved down from New York, you know, just finding stuff to do, keep myself busy. Um, I was always into fixing bikes. It was just, like, my passion. I loved doing it. And um, I just came up with the, the idea of Aztec Cycles. Although I talked it in, uh, I talked about this in middle school, that I was going to have a franchise of bicycles on, uh, bicycle shops named Aztec Cycles all over the country. It's an adult. That's crazy. So, yeah, and we're slowly getting there. Yeah. A lot of things we've talked one about. One shop at a time. <coughs> one, one, one bicycle repair at a time. There you go. <laughs> Which brings me to AC Clutch. AC Clutch now yes. is a partnership with Kenneth. Who is the uh, missing voice in this conversation? Yeah. Shout out to Kenny. Kenny is my guy. Uh, <laughs> I have uh, to put him out there, though. His, his name is Kenneth Oladapo. Kenneth Oladapo, listen, if you ever run into this guy, let him know you heard about him on the Small yes. Topic Names podcast show, which I host Niger. Yes, yes. <laughs> now, Kenny is cool. That's my guy. I mean, he, that's, some, I, that's my little brother. That's how we we have a big brother, little brother relationship. Mm-hmm. He has the same, the same passion about bikes as I have. Um, he's an extremely talented bike mechanic. Um, he's the one with the competitive nature. He has a, um, a, a, a he has a brand called Clutch 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 Racing. It's, it's Clutch Racing. Yeah, I think it's Clutch Racing. Yes, Clutch Racing. So, um, and he has some wicked kits out there, by the way, too. But um, yeah. yeah, Kenny Kenny runs socks. Kenny nice. Michelle and I. Um, on Clutch AC Clutch Bicycle Shop over there in the West End. Um, when we decided to open up the shop on that side of town, um, there were a multitude of different reasons why. Um, a, we wanted to make sure we wanted their presence in Atlanta because yeah. at the time Atlanta was going through a really wicked change, and going into the west end now um like michelle said earlier we wanted to give the folks in that neighborhood a quality bicycle shop and you know and just to be put it out there you know we wanted the folks in the neighborhood to be able to walk in the store and Mm -hmm. see somebody they could recognize and feel a little bit more comfortable Mm -hmm. knowing that we could offer them the same level of quality that they get going across down to midtown Mm -hmm. or the north side or whatever and I have to honestly say that the neighborhood has received us and welcomed us extremely, extremely well. well. Yeah. And Unbeknownst to us, though, when we first moved to the West End, we did not know that the West Side Beltline was going to be directly across the street. That's crazy, from right? From AC Clutch Bicycle Shop. It's literally across the street. It's literally <laughs> across the street. And so we were able to um, participate in the Atlanta Beltline Partnership where you received a grant to enhance the store so that people can see you from the belt line. Mm-hmm. And um, the, the shop looked amazing once they were finished with it. Mm-hmm. We were super, super happy. And uh, it's also opened up many other doors for us. Like what? Um, we um, entered into a program through uh, the Ann Casey Foundation mm-hmm for a property at uh, University Avenue called Pittsburgh Yards. Mm -hmm, They -hmm. just opened up the Naya building not Mm -hmm, too long ago. mm -hmm. And so they have a 
what's the word, a cohort where they're um, going to be using shipping containers for retail space. Mm -hmm. And um, we were able to, I was able to apply for that on a whim. Uh, Late one night, I... (laughs) I received a, a, a Facebook message from one of story. my friend members at uh, Atlanta Bicycle Coalition, which is now Propel Atlanta, telling me to um, apply for this program. And the, when at she sent it to me, PM yes, <laughs> when she sent it to me, shout out to Sagaira, um, when she sent it to me, that that night was the deadline. And so Chris was laying next to me I and went to bed. I, he went to bed. And all of a sudden, I had this brainstorm of renting bicycles out of a shipping container on the west side and south side belt line. Mm -hmm. And um, didn't think anything of it at the time. Did the application. About a week later, I got a phone call saying that we need to do a phone interview with you. No problem. We did that. Didn't think anything of it again. A couple weeks later, I got another phone call saying, well... We need to interview you again for a second time and then we'll, you know, make our decision. And um, eventually we became one of the, I can't remember how many were in the cohort, but there were only, I think it was 21. I think there was only uh, 12 slots or six, something like 12 slots for people to be able to get fully financed for their projects. And uh, through a lot of hard work and determination and meeting some amazing, amazing entrepreneurs of color, um, we were able to be one of those finalists. And um, we're getting ready to uh, get that program going now. That's amazing. COVID, COVID held us back about a year or two. But yeah. I mean, it's it's definitely still in the works. And so you'll be you'll be located directly on and this is for rentals. only. Yes. Yes. Directly at on Pittsburgh the belt Yards, line. Directly on the belt line. That's P- crazy. P- yeah. PBR, y'all. It's called Pittsburgh Bicycle Rentals, a.k.a. PBR. Nice. Yeah. That's a big deal. <laughs> it's it a is. huge deal. It, it's, it, it's, it's, it's still kind of like, it's still like a wow surreal. factor. It yeah. Is, it is surreal. It's very surreal. It is very surreal. Um, we were very Thank blessed. Thank God you got fired. Right? I'm trying to tell you, <laughs> and I quit. Exactly. Um, yes. Well, I didn't quit because quit is never win. I just decided to transition on. You decided to free up your freedom. Exactly. Yeah, yeah I like that. Um, through doing this program, though, we've met some amazing people. Like I said, one of the great things we were able to do through the Atlanta Beltline Partnership, uh, we were we rented bikes to uh, Senator Warnock's office and uh, enjoyed an afternoon with him. And then uh, just about a month ago. I had the opportunity to meet Mr. John Ossoff, who just uh, whose office just secured five million dollars towards the Southside Beltline. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and that yeah. was huge. Yeah, yeah, that was huge. I tell you, these these uh, freshmen are just taking over. That that's awesome. <laughs> Congratulations to you for Thank that. You. Yeah, Thank you. Yeah, way to see it through. Way to see it through. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, it, listen. I mean, my wife that. PBR is definitely Michelle's baby. She nurtured it from from birth, and I mean, I'm just here to support her with it. But definitely, she put a lot of time into it. She I can't it. wait. Yeah, I'm I can't so wait. excited. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait. So before we close out, a um, few more questions. As a new cyclist, what are the three questions you should always ask? I'll let Chris take that. 
as a new cyclist mm -hmm. when in, in identifying a bike what's the three questions you wish more cyclists more new cyclists would ask will this bike be a bike that i'm gonna need to upgrade on which they, a lot of them do mm -hmm. ask because mm -hmm. and, and i and i could get back to that in a second and what are the right accessories that i'm gonna need mm -hmm. to get started <clears throat> I got one for you. Mm -hmm. Why should I buy a bike from a bike shop and not a department store? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. What makes that different? Mm -hmm. You know, I get that question a lot. Yeah, that is true. I get that one a lot. I get too. that question a lot. And one of the main things is that, you know, I'm not knocking department stores because they do introduce a lot of people into their first ever bike, especially kids. Mm -hmm. But what, what the people don't understand is that when you buy a bike shop, a bike shop quality bicycle, you are buying that bicycle pretty much for life. Yeah. As long as you take care of it, it can mm -hmm. last generations mm -hmm. versus buying a bicycle from a department store where it's, it's sold in such huge quantities that the lowest quality of the components are used on those bicycles. Mm -hmm. So those parts. I, I could sum it up mm -hmm. by saying like yeah, this. Yeah, not going to last you long. Buy, you buy anything from any box store. There's no personal mm -hmm. attachment to Correct. it. Correct. You know, when you buy something from someone that you know that put their blood, sweat, and tears into whatever it is. It could be a piece of art. It could be mm -hmm. clothing or a bicycle. Mm -hmm. You know, you'll, you'll, you'll appreciate a little bit more. So when you go to a bike shop, the bike shop's job is to deliver you a sense of personal, personal connection to your purchase. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Because realistically, if bicycles talk, can talk, every one of them would have their own story. <laughs> yeah. You know, and that's what bicycles are. They're their own lines of adventure for everybody to create whatever it is and um, whatever portion of freedom they're trying to find with mm -hmm. the bike. But again, um, Buying a bike from a bicycle shop versus buying a bike from a box store, you're just going to get a more personal connection. Mm -hmm. And you're supposed to. Mm -hmm. I mean, if you don't get a personal collection at your, um, at any particular bicycle shop, you come to Aztec Cycles or go to Clutch. We got you. <laughs> right. No, but I'm just being funny. But yeah. You, I mean, you got to have to understand that it takes a lot for people as far as the new cyclists to understand why we spend the monies we yes. spend yeah. on bikes mm -hmm. because when you're far into it it's kind of, it's a bike i mean it's not just a bike yeah because we there's so many categories and then subcategories so many dimensions yeah, yeah. those yeah. subcategories so i mean you have to educate yourself yeah and if your bicycle shop is not educating you they're not doing a job properly and that's just in my opinion well and that's what i was going to add to to it i think the the other thing the trade-off really comes in if you buy it from a big box store your questions are not going to get answered because you're not dealing with an expert who not knows your all. bike in and not out and who can tell can look at it and tell you what's that's broken not my right apartment. exactly oh i got this next one too <laughs> so when you buy a bike in a department store what section of the department store do you buy the bike from Ooh toy section yeah what happens to cheap toys when you play with them yeah <laughs> <laughs> no but that's just being funny but also too the level of quality it's the quality an, it's yeah a, it's another the next the next big thing is the level of quality everybody works hard yeah. for their money yeah so why take your hard-earned money and just throw it away yeah 
you know because you're end up buying another one within a year if not six months but, it, but a quality bike is going to be years before you buy a new one if you are out there in the world and you're an adult over the age of 24 years old, you understand every time we try to skimp out on it, we spend more in the long run. That's right. So yeah, that compound don't interest. purchase a bicycle, invest in yeah. a bicycle. Mm-hmm. Or, and, and if it's too cost prohibitive, you can always start off with a used Absolutely. Cycle. You can, but you we can. also finance bikes. Right, exactly. So there are yeah. options. There are options. Yeah. There's, absolutely there nothing, are options. there's absolutely nothing wrong with a used bike, but nothing. even right. with the, getting a used bike, you have to still be educated because I could buy a really nice used bike and it's bad boy, it's too, too small for me. It yeah. serves no purpose. Exactly. Yeah. Or I could buy a really expensive bike without the always expensive but it could have been a pos mm-hmm. you know because mm-hmm. somebody sold it to me mm-hmm. and they made it they talked they it up talked it up bigger than what know? it was yeah you have to understand when you go into a bicycle shop this is what we do all day yeah every yeah. day you and dream it you dream in cycles right yeah yeah oh yeah, yeah. oh yeah oh yeah and yeah. and <clears throat> I have several bicycles now. <laughs> Somebody about to show that I off. love. But no, seriously, one of the things that um as as a black owned bicycle shop, we never strived to be just a black owned bicycle shop. We strive to be a bicycle shop because we love bicycles. Um my husband has a passion that you could tell as soon as he's working on any bike that he really loves what he does. And one of the things that I've strived for, for anyone that has come to work, to work for us and with us, is that every customer that walks through that door has to be treated with the same respect as we want to be treated. And um, I think that's one of the things that we excel on. And um, thankfully, most of the people that work with us are family or become family. And that is one of the major rules that is that is expected um, if you're going to come into Aztec Cycles or AC Clutch Bicycle Shop is that we treat everyone who walks in that door with as much respect as we expect from others. And also, I also add want to add to that is that we strive to make our, our employees know that because who we are, we have to make sure that we sell ourselves because we don't sell a product any different than the internet mm-hmm, nor mm-hmm, any other mm-hmm. bicycle shop. So we're really not selling the products. We're selling ourselves to build a re- long-term relationship. relationship. There you go. Yeah. You know, so that's what it comes down to. That's why it goes back to what I said a little earlier. Uh, well, I need to upgrade this bike. Yeah. If you, if you like it enough, you will upgrade it. Mm-hmm. And that's the only way you're going to appreciate it more. And then there's going to be a point where I mean, you should compliment yourself as a as a, a cyclist. You know what puzzles me is that somebody will tell me that they bought their bike three years ago, but they're still a beginner. That doesn't make sense. Mm-mm. Not for that level of investment. No, I mean, so therefore, someone failed you, whether it was your ride buddies, the bike shop, or sometimes even yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, so. We're there to encourage people to get out there, ride the bikes, enjoy it, rub elbows with other people that know what they're doing so that way you can learn too. So again, it goes back to what I said earlier, the difference between a bike rider and a cyclist of fundamentals. You have to gain knowledge. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I just got a few more questions. What's the youngest you've ever put on a bike? To ride? Mm-hmm. About three. Yeah, it's about three. Yeah. 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 I mean, 
we oh another fun fact about mm-hmm. aztec cycles mm-hmm. we don't sell training wheels you don't sell oh, yeah, training we don't wheels. believe we don't, in them we don't stock them we special order train wheels and you have to literally twist our arm to do it what's the why well the, the reason the reason we don't okay so we will order training wheels specifically for people who have a disability or there is something wrong where they cannot balance absolutely mm-hmm. balance unless they have training wheels but we don't sell training but we don't train. sell training wheels um, on an everyday basis, we don't believe in them mm-hmm. because you don't need training wheels to ri- to learn how to ride a bicycle. Mm-hmm. They mm-hmm. actually inhibit you. They they deter you. Actually, a lot of times, training wheels are. I'm just going to put it out there is a is a way. It, it becomes a crutch. Mm-hmm. So what happens is, a lot of kids. I've, become the 12 year old little boy little girl that doesn't know how to ride a bike and i'm like what happened you know so at that point now somebody failed you mm-hmm. in, in your early part of riding bikes before you become a cyclist um but i my thing is independence if you give a kid a crutch at five years old they're always going to look for one mm-hmm. if you teach them how to ride a bike and that first piece of freedom hits them they can accomplish anything they ever set their mind that's to. Right. And that's just the way I look at it. On the top, on the fact that we also take the time out, literally, we talk mm-hmm. ourselves out of training wheel sales all the time. And we'll literally spend 15 or 20 <laughs> minutes convincing parents just to learn how, the five simple steps, how to teach your, their children how to ride a bike. By a lot of times, simply just going on YouTube and looking up balance bikes mm. and realize that it is super duper easy to learn how to ride a bike. The biggest fair factor for anybody that doesn't know how to ride a bike is falling. Mm-hmm. That's right. All you have to do is be able to sit on the bike and scoot it and be in motion long enough to realize, I got this. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to fall. Mm-hmm. Then from there, you can give yourself a little bit more momentum and then you'll be able to figure it out, you know? So, Fun fact: We don't we 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 try to get kids to be as independent as possible from a young age. You know, even if sometimes parents don't want them to be. Yeah. You know. Wow, a three-year-old. I'm still I'm still on that. Here's my last question to you, Michelle. Who do you want to see on a bike? Um. So there's two parts to that question. Mm-hmm. I truly, 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 the most enjoyable part of my job is teaching older women who have a bucket list that they need to ride a bike. Um, I've taught women who are in their early 70s how to ride a bike for the very first time. And just seeing the joy on their face at learning to be on a bike with no training wheels. Oh, wow. Um, we just had it happen the other day. Just uh, That's so cool. learning to pedal for the first time after they've gotten the balance down. I think it's the most uh, rewarding thing that, I can truly say I really, really enjoy yeah. seeing. Um, who would I like to see on the bike? Anybody. Anybody and everybody. Yeah? Yes. Yeah, it's true. Yes. Yeah, there's, huh. no, there's no one person. There's no one lines. person. Every, everybody should have enjoy riding a bicycle. The bicycle industry is made a bicycle pretty much for everybody. That's yeah. right. Yeah. That's everybody. right. It's a fit for everyone. Yeah. All there's walks of life. All walks yeah. of life. All age hmm. demographics. Mm-hmm. All physical abilities. There's a bicycle out there for you. Yeah. Yeah. And we we've we've met some amazing people along this journey and I have to shout out to Mr. Mr. Wardrobe. 
No oh, drop. Mr. Mr. Thaddeus. Mr. Wardrobe, Mr. No Drop. So I, I think, yeah, that's that's cool. Mr. Mr. Wardrobe is one of our poster childs in cycling. We met Thaddeus. Thaddeus had to be in early 60s? Yes. Thaddeus is... Well, Pop. actually, I think he was in his late fifties, but he he was a heavy set man. Mm-hmm. That, I met him. I met him at the shop. Yes, Daddy yeah. was wearing a large, probably like Daddy was wearing an extra large extra, at one point. Extra large at one point, wow. and he's Daddy, changed like four wardrobe sizes. Daddy, wow. Daddy has met us, and I uh, got his old nineteen eighty four green track back up and running, and he started riding it. He fell in love with Michelle and I. Um, we do consignment bikes. I had another customer put a consignment bike on there, and Daddy, I was like, "Hey, yo, you need to jump on this bike." And it was a nice track, another you know, track to his collection. So he got the bike, started riding, and then before long, Daddy just came in with a big smile one day, said, "Hey, man, guess what?" I was like, "What?" He goes, "I had to change my whole wardrobe." <laughs> And about six months to eight months later, he came back and said, guess what? I was like, what? He goes, I had to change my whole wardrobe again. And it was about another six months. And he came back, yep. guess what? I had to change my wardrobe again. I was That's like, amazing. so I called him Mr. Wardrobe from yeah. there. Um, but yeah, I mean, we just like Michelle, we've met a lot of amazing people in cycling. I mean, gosh, if I were to start mentioning names, I probably would. Probably. Oh, my God. We'd be here all night. Yeah. But, but one of the things that I would also say that um, I think one of the things that makes us stand out from other other people or other shops, rather, is the fact that service is our niche. Yeah. It's not the selling of the bicycle. It's the service that we give mm-hmm. when we service and touch that bicycle from the moment that person walks in that door. Mm-hmm. They get personal attention each and every time. Wow. Well, this has been an amazing conversation. And one thing that we know is that when you when you interview with business owners, phones will go off. (laughs) (laughs) The interns, your dogs will come in. Um, I just appreciate you all making time for this conversation. I think it's a really important conversation. And again, if you're in the market for a bike, if you're a a new cyclist, a beginner cyclist, uh, intermediate or you're trying to get into competition cycling, right? Correct. Yeah, or sure. you're trying to test out trail riding or, you know, you dirt wanna, biking, you, you name commute, it. You want to go on a bike tour, mm-hmm. you want to do an adventure, you, you wanna want go backpacking, to yeah. learn what cycling is all about. Mm-hmm, definitely. Um, if you don't own a bike, we got bikes we rent. Mm-hmm. Um, again, all your cycling needs, just give us a call. You never know. And then again, if we can't figure it out, if we don't know, we'll figure it out together. Yeah. There you go. And and you have a team for life, right? So yes. don't oh, just stop yeah. at the at the sale and the funds go through. No, no, no. no. Come back it, for your I mean, maintenance. Listen, come back I, for your upgrades. Yeah. The craziest thing is, I mean, I think I would say eighty percent of our clients and customers have become some amazing friends of yeah. ours. Yes. Yeah. Amazing yes. friends. I we, mean, we've had um, we've had uh, customers that have traveled from mm-hmm. far and wide just so that Chris can work on their bikes. That's awesome. <laughs> From, and, and we've met those people through Bragg. Yeah. I'm yeah. telling you, bicycle right across Georgia. I got to yeah. give it up to Franklin. He definitely. Has, he's definitely morphed it. I mean, in 96, it was amazing. And he's 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 brought life and more color oh, to he's, it. He, yeah, he's definitely taken it to the next level. He really has taken it to 2.0. Yeah. So before we go, I just want to give a shout out to Coach Atiba Mwan, who was my, yes. first, my first cycling coach in 1996, believe it or not. We've been together ever since then. Neil Walker. Yes. Can I <laughs> shout Walker, out can sure. I shout out um, Bruce Morton? Yes, Bruce Jimmy Morton. Tyler, Jimmy Tyler. And, um, Phil. Yes. Phil. 
Yeah, Philip yeah. exactly. Philip Wu Jr. Listen, it doesn't stop. It doesn't stop. If you're looking for, if you're looking to get your kids on some dirt biking, you definitely want to hit up Bruce Morton. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. And and of course, Jimmy is always there. If you're just trying to get the history behind cycling in Atlanta, he was also one of the forces behind the, you know, kind of like the Citibank, mm-hmm. the rental bikes. Yes. Yeah, yes. he was the force behind that. So definitely um, James Tyler, and also Coach Philip uh, Phyllis Turner, who was uh, the one who introduced me to Icy Hot on that hot day on our way to Savannah. I was like, never again. I want to give her a shout out. And then lastly, Coach Anita, who's one of our newest cyclists and coaches out in Brunswick. And then Coach Dale to talk about. Coach Dale. Who was making Mm -hmm. a name for himself. That man will not get off his bike. He will not. It doesn't matter how many ambulance rides. He will not get (laughs) upside down bar. And you know what? On that note, we're going to leave it there. Thank you all so much for joining the Small Talk Big Names podcast with your host, Nisha. It's been a pleasure with uh, having a chance to speak with both Michelle and also Chris of AC Clutch Bicycle Shop and also Aztec Cycles. If you're in the market, check them out. That wraps up another episode of Small Talk Big Names. On behalf of myself and the entire crew, thank you so much for listening and join us next week for another exciting episode of Small Talk Big Names with your host, Niger.